Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 392 for Color Star Chronicles, volume 3. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. We got even more to dive into, as if this story couldn't get any weirder. We'll get into some of the stuff that we talked about on the You Know Ball podcast with Trill Bro Dude that Matt and I made an appearance on this week because we're investigative journalists apparently now. Uh, and we are teaming up like the Miami Heat Big Three with the Ricky and Defector Media to uncover all of this Scooby-Doo shit uh, with Color Star technology. We'll dive into a little bit about the Eagles making the playoffs and of course Joel Embiid being the only thing that is right with the Philadelphia 76ers winning, defensive, or winning Player of the Month for the month of December. Uh, but before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who allow Matt and I to go on these batshit deep dives into the hellscape that is the Crypto Bros and all this metaverse shit. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course the boys over at Tomahawk Shades. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Use our code USP at checkout for sunglasses, blue light glasses, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, watches, anything in between at TomahawkShades.com. You get 25% off with our code USP at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order. The homies over at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get those Surfside Ice Teas locked and loaded for this Eagles playoff run. StatesideVodka.com to get those, the Vodka Soda Party Packs, the Black Label Bourbon while it's still available, and of course, that good old-fashioned, actively hydrating, seven times distilled Stateside Vodka. you got to be 21 or older to purchase, and of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. What the hell's going on, Matt? Living the dream, you know? <laughs> Just uh, another week, another frantic Googling uh, about Color Star technology and trying to understand. The hard part is, too, I, I, I don't understand finance lingo. I don't understand what uh, shorts are. I don't yeah. get uh, a lot of that uh, jargon. I feel so like we need me, to have a like a, a live watch along of the big short. I might need to do Skillshare. Maybe I need to invest in a Color Star video and have someone teach me about investing and uh, money laundering because maybe I'll understand this a little bit better if I maybe, watch that. Maybe one David Villa could help you out with that. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe David Villa could help. Uh, we made an appearance on the You Know Ball podcast earlier this week with Trill Bro Dude, uh, so definitely go check that out because we dove into some things that we'll talk about on here as well, but... We dove into both branches that we have of this web of Color Star technology, the Homestoner, Shao Ma, 
branch of everything, and then of course the Red Phoenix Entertainment branch of everything that we believe Daryl Morey is probably entangled in. Uh, shout out to Jada Pinkett Smith, but uh, more and more stuff has come out since our appearance on You Know Ball, Matt, and that includes, like we just said, David Villa apparently partnering with Color Star Technology, um, and just more and more absurdities with this Sir Lucas Capetian character, and we're, it feels like once we, we make waves on all of these things, even more waves come through of things we need to uncover. Right, so David Villa's partnership, we had noticed the very first time we looked up Color Star Technology. It was on there, but it was just very like basic stuff about him. And now I remember seeing a video where like they, I guess, went there and like played some soccer with him. And that's now the video that loads up if you are a psycho and have actually downloaded the Color World app, which I don't know why you, you would because your information is probably stolen. Congrats. Um, now they're partnering with Iker Casillas, who's another like Spanish soccer legend, like one of the, the best Spanish goalkeepers of all time. And uh, the thing is, is like a celebrity endorsement does not make something legitimate. Uh, no. Celebrities endorse Firefest. <laughs> and, uh, you know, listen, if you just pay them, they'll show up and do whatever right. uh, because they're not responsible for what you do. It's not like they're they're on the board here and, uh, and shorting stock themselves like, you can pay anyone to endorse pretty much anything. Like that's the nature of celebrities and endorsements and exactly how it works. So I, uh, I don't think that that's a necessarily a positive thing. That doesn't make me think, wow, this, this place must be a legit shack who we all know is very, very, let's just say like indiscriminate about who he represents yes. and what he's willing to, which no shame in his game, right? Get your money. But, uh, Shaq endorsing it is not the gold standard for me in terms of, wow, this really means something. So I still have, have no clue how we've gotten this far. And there's still, there's no, there's nothing more about color star, right? In fact, the mystery only deepens because one of the very few, we think real connections to color star, Doug Menely, who was a, a common resource for the defector articles, uh, blocked the, the the authors of the defector article and then sent them a very i would say threatening message on christmas day yes um doug Menley had no clue anything about color star yet he was supposed to be representing color star in a communication sense he's supposed to be like the pr person for them but by their own admission said he was only he devoted about 75 percent of his time and effort to color star um, and now he's seemingly out of the picture and that just follows suit with Lucas Capetian, of course, right? Whose LinkedIn profile disappeared mysteriously despite being the CEO of this company. That's a, a common theme with a lot of these people, isn't it? That it's just very hard to find any tangible information on them. Almost like they maybe don't fully exist. Maybe maybe Lucas Capetian is just a name on a spreadsheet. Which the the little blurb there from the Defector article that has been making rounds on Twitter today... Uh, it reads, the search for Capetian continues, but for now we'll have to proceed without any further help from Mentally. After offering to put Defector in touch with Capetian and promising to send along, quote, a little intro video from a friend in Shanghai more fully explaining the metaverse concept, Mentally took the unusual step of blocking me on LinkedIn following Defector's publication of our Color Star story on December 23rd, the date of his company's evidently aborted beta launch but not before reaching out to Defector one final time at 1.04 p.m. on Christmas Day to remind us that, quote, 
Christ teaches love and forgiveness and that there's redemption even for people like you. What the actual fuck? That is, uh, that's quite the message to send to a person on Christmas, I would say. Um, <laughs> this is more like Manchurian candidate as we it's go like along. <laughs> everything else where it just leaves you at a loss for words because, um, there's like, what more can you add to a statement like that? What more do you say when that's that's the person, by the way, that's supposed to be handling like the communications for this company, right? Um, which also, like, I, I was doing more color star research, ended up on what I described to Kyle as maybe the most unhinged website I've ever been on called Stock Twits. It is truly one of the most depraved places on the internet that I've been to, and I've I've been through some stuff on the internet in my lifetime. <laughs> I grew up with it. Um, StockTwits is just a, a, a forum, a website where people can like talk about individual stocks. And as you can imagine, it gets very messy. And people people have been very scrutinizing and, and suspicious of ColorStar because they have uh, eyes and a brain that function. <laughs> And there are lots of people on that site, though, that are committed to the bit, that truly believe Colorstar is this, like, wonderful stock, this penny stock that's going to save them. What I found interesting, and what I, I'm going to have to do more research on, but I just wanted to bring it to light now, is that a savvy management fund, uh, savvy spelled S-A-B-B-Y, apparently bought a ton of shares in Colorstar. I believe it was about 6.2 million shares in Colorstar. And this management fund is the ire of a lot of penny stock traders, apparently, because uh, the guy, Hal Mintz, who, who runs the fund, has a habit of shorting penny stocks and screwing people out of money, essentially, to end up making a lot more money for himself. Uh, the only article I could find about him is that him and his wife bought a $10 million home in some like private Florida community that you can only reach by boat. Uh, and has a like a private country club on it. It's a weird flex. I don't know why that's the only thing you can find about him. Uh, it's a New Jersey-based fund, and that's interesting, of course. Uh, and his one of the only pictures that exists of him looks like he's at a Sixers game. So <laughs> I thought that was interesting as well. Uh, but finding anything about them is difficult. But it is interesting that apparently a, a management fund that is known for getting involved and, and rushing through penny stocks is apparently very interested in Colorstar and is buying up a, quite, a, quite a large share of them. So that's something to I, I think uh, we'll keep an eye on over the next week. But it's just – I still think it's one of the most bizarre things that the Sixers have been a part of. Uh, there's a press release today too – or January 4th, I'm sorry – that – Colorstar wants to get they're releasing uh, brand new NFT products and combining virtual and physical art, which is stupid. That's uh, yes. I'm just going to say right off the bat that's a that's a dumb idea and it shouldn't exist. The art for this though is um, shall we say very familiar. It looks really very familiar. much like the uh, the the characters that were in the Lucas Capetian LinkedIn profile. Uh, which was originally brought up on the Rights of Ricky pod. And um, yeah, I just, I, it's so confusing because we've seen these some of these pictures already. Uh, yeah. There's only a few pictures in this article, but the one with the guy in what I can only describe as, as medieval armor and garb uh, very much looks like the one that was on Lucas Capetian's profile. 
that's what's weird about this too is like everything comes to these pr newswire pieces where it's yeah. like these this this real like just stripped down story and, and press release like written just to be like here's this thing that happened and boom that's it like there's no there's nothing there's 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 nothing to this like i i lucas capetian is speaking in this and it's like he's talking about uh <laughs> we always hope that our nft products can have better collection value while being aesthetically appealing and practical that's a nonsense sentence yes. that sentence is nothing that sentence means absolutely nothing we've made a bold attempt this time to combine physical products with online digital products that's a dumb idea that makes no sense we believe more users will be happy to collect such nft products Again, that's a pointless sentence. You can cut that on immediately. It doesn't need to be in there. In addition, owners of this series of Color World Avatar NFT products will be the sole user and copyright holder of the Avatar and Color World, even the virtual world around the globe, which I think is intriguing. What? What? Color Star has decided that the culture and entertainment industry is most suited for NFT products ever since we started building internet technology products. Again, that's a dumb, that's not a well-structured sense. No. In the future, we will develop more similar NFT products, including celebrity co-branding products. Every release that comes from this company sounds like two things. Bad Google Translate and desperately trying to hit the word count on something. Yes. Like it's it's constant just run around sentences that don't make any sense uh, that are obviously translated poorly and that are just it's all filler. It's all fluff. This is nothing. Uh, they were supposed to launch this this app that uh, did not successfully launch yep. <laughs> apparently. Um and I have the images of those uh, those characters. Here's number one. This is the right the first uh, one. It's it's a beautiful gown uh, that looks like leather. I I don't know that this is a functional piece, but you know it certainly it certainly captures the eye. Right. Uh, this the, the other one is the one that looks very similar, if not the exact thing yeah, from the Lucas Capetian uh, LinkedIn right here uh photos this i mean it looks like a frontal view of that lucas capetian linkedin profile picture right like it's a different face like the guy in that is a it was was different but same garb very like same style and um it's just so bizarre man it's so bizarre i i i don't know what to make of it Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. It is one of the weirdest things that like all of this just continues to pop up and like every day there's like a new development with this this company and just the other night obviously 
They're they're advertising in the Wells Fargo Center on a night they play the Rockets, oddly enough. Um, so like they've obviously gotten, you know, marketing and everything inside the arena now. And it's just like none of these people can be found anywhere. That's the thing, too, right? Is like we're desperately trying to find something about anyone here, and there's nothing. Uh, Lucas Capetian was quoted as being the CEO as well of Playmate Technology, which find nothing on that. I mean, absolutely nothing. Which lines uh, up with every other weird ass company that. The closest I got was a uh, Facebook profile for a playmate technology that just says a computer company that's it um no website of course no article and what i find interesting too is that it's constantly listed as like nasdaq traded company which i found through this this psycho twit stock site <laughs> that apparently color star these boys ended up on the non-compliant list of the nasdaq listing center um now, I don't want to speak out of turn because I'm not an expert on this. Right. I have to imagine that finding yourself on the non-compliant companies list, uh, which is not a, a, a good thing, is not a, is not a good place to find yourself. This, so this list seems like the, like the beginning stages of being removed from the NASDAQ as a company not being allowed to trade on the NASDAQ anymore. Now, what the criteria for that is exactly, I'm not going to pretend like I know, but um, I just can't imagine like a, you know, Apple is not ending up on this list. I, I don't, I don't see uh, even GameStop, <laughs> GameStop ending up on this list. Like the list of companies on this non-compliant list. Are, Never uh, heard of them. Uh, Avenger Inc. Baudax Bio Inc. It's a bunch uh, of technology companies, too, for the most part. Co-Crystal Pharma, Inc. Um, so on October 27th of this year, apparently, they were notified that they were they were going in the non-compliant list, and then they have a chance to respond before they're actually published on this list. They're still on there. I, it's, it's unclear to me what the actual process is for getting yourself taken off of this list or why you continue to be on it. Um, you know, you're, you're talking like what, two and a half months later now they, they've been on this, this non-compliant company list. So why? Okay. So that they're notified October 27th. Why are the 76ers making a deal with a company that's on a non-compliant list for the NASDAQ? To me, that's a massive red flag amongst a sea of red flags. I mean, just floating on them. At Which that on the NASDAQ listing center website that I'm on right now, it says each trading day, NASDAQ publishes a list of companies right. that are non-compliant with the continued listing standards. In most cases, a company is added to the list five business days after NASDAQ notifies the company about its non-compliance and is removed from the list one business day after NASDAQ determines that the company has regained compliance or no longer trades on NASDAQ. They still trade on NASDAQ, so they must be complying in some way. I, I don't know, but like to me, that's how that's the a Sixers, massive red flag. How the Sixers don't look at something like that and are like, wow, that's... Um, not ideal and this right. was before the deal too it's not like they've just recently been put on this list um this is like two months before right this is october 27th this is happening plenty of time to to find your your spot also tried looking up their address which apparently they changed um they're now at the the world trade center uh which is very hard to find 
really like the listings for the the suite that they mm -hmm. they allegedly hold within the World Trade Center. Um, I did see that apparently this is just a space for like general rent uh, that you can just at any point essentially just hop in. Um, I I don't get why there's like two different addresses though because the one on their their like company site is different than some of the other addresses listed. And I don't know, again, if that's just like sloppy, uh, if I'm expecting too much from these people. Uh, maybe that maybe that is the case, but I uh, I can't help but feel that this is all just made up. And that, uh, that at the end of the day, we're, we're running in circles. So like on the SEC, like filing, they're listed at 803rd Avenue, Suite 2800 in New York, New York. And when you look up that address, it doesn't show like Color Star or anything. It's like a it's like a building with some other like small like local businesses essentially listed in it. And then their like new address, I guess, is at Seven World Trade Center. So perhaps they moved office or whatever. But if you, if you look that up as well, if you look up the address that they have listed there, um, it can also like occasionally bring you to uh, a listing for that like office space within. <laughs> like to to rent like for like twenty five hundred a month, um, so that's confusing as well. Where this company is actually based, where like it seems like there are uh, there are multiple multiple places that uh, that Color Star exists at. Most of the time, when you look up their address, it's at this eight hundred Third Avenue address, but on their actual website, it is the Seven World Trade Center address, which again is a, a site that seems to be uh, potentially up for rent still. <laughs> Which now, it, it only seems like ourselves and the rights to Ricky Sanchez are the two remaining, uh, you know, alive in the fight, if you will, in terms of, you know, just researching all this with Defector getting blocked on LinkedIn by... Which, again circling back to to linkedin just seems to be the one source of communication for this entire web of craziness that's like the only social media app if you want to call it that that anybody involved with color star is like actively using right so right now there's a listing for uh this address seven world trade center new york new york uh 10007 is is up like you can inquire about this space <laughs> they, I, uh, they up and left when uh they read the defector article i guess <laughs> right it's just i don't understand I don't understand why the no. Sixers are involved with this company. I don't get the point of it. And maybe that's because I'm already like, I hate NFTs. I hate, yes. I hate all of it to begin with. So like, I'm not, I'm, I, I've already predetermined how I feel about this, but like, Correct. damn, like this is just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Like, like, I feel like a six year old would realize that this is super dumb. Right. And I just, uh, I can't help but feel that people are getting scammed out of money for this. And, and now more uh, and more and the like are on that list. <clears throat> yeah, the Sixers are there and now it seems like they're just diving into like the soccer world more and more, like we mentioned at the top of the show, Davi Villa, uh, and I forget who the other one you said was that they partnered with. Iker Casillas. They partnered with Color Star 
And then it comes out today that David Blitzer is now buying Real Salt Lake. <laughs> which, Everyone's making money moves, Kyle. We're, we're just we're <laughs> so behind. Which last week we talked about Daryl and like Bryce Hall and like the crypto bros trying to buy the one soccer team in Europe. I feel like we have to monitor now whenever the lockout ends with baseball because David Blitzer is now a minority owner of the Cleveland Guardians and now Real Salt Lake. If they try to use this same path or this same like marketing quote unquote ploy that they've done with the Sixers this year. That's a great question. And uh, <laughs> I just, um, I don't get it. My, my brain is like truly melted by all of this is <laughs> the biggest thing. Like I, I've constantly find myself at a loss for words and I I just want to know. I just want someone to answer from the Sixers why this company. Right. I, I I really do. I want I want someone to tell me why they've partnered with this company, beyond just the stupid PR nonsense. I want to know why Jerome Heaps is representing them at the the presentation meeting, despite his the fact that he's not affiliated at all with Color Star Technology. Allegedly. He's the, <laughs> allegedly, he's the vice president of Veo Partners. Nothing to do with Color Star. I would like. Someone to actually exist from Color Star. I, I would like there to be a, a real person associated with this company. And by that, I mean like someone who actually works for Color Star, not someone, not some celebrity that was paid X amount of money just to like show up in a video. I really, really want there to be something. I, I, I just do. Yeah. And the more I'm looking at this like Defector article too, them talking about. 3D printed dolls and everything with that Playmate technology that allegedly Capetian is tied to. Um, so, like, what is that? That just sounds like an action figure. Yeah. I mean, that's the dumb thing about all this, too, is, is nothing that these NFT crypto bros are doing is innovation. No. You're just reinventing the wheel more complicated and like a, a drain on resources. Right. None of this is like. I'm not wowed by this. They were supposed to have this launch into the metaverse. Color World was. It hasn't happened. And I have to wonder, like, at what point has this become, like, genuinely illegal? Like, where you're just, like, <laughs> lying to investors. Yeah. And you're on this non-compliance list. I don't, like, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And I, I don't know how the Sixers have become involved with this, and I would like an answer. I, Which, before I ever go to another Sixers game, before I give them my money again, I would I would like an answer. I, I think it's only fair. Which this non-compliance list with the NASDAQ and everything is eerily similar to Shakyuma's stock being like halted and investigated on Hong Kong you know, trading stocks for just its absurd growth in that five-year period and an 18-month period. And when you search like Sixers Color Star on Twitter and kind of dive down that rabbit hole. It's, you know, the stuff we found defector, the rights to Ricky Sanchez. And then it's a whole bunch of like crypto stock stuff that I'm sure is similar to that stock website you found with everything going on. And it's just tweets about like, Oh, should we buy a ton of this stock? Like we did with AMC and really like make money off the Sixers for investing in this company while it's still a penny stock. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like people are like obsessed with, uh, with with getting money off of this somehow, and I don't. I'll be honest. I don't see where that's at. I I don't know. I don't know where these people are get, uh, plan on getting their money from because it's not from this. 
uh, frankly. It's... Because like not, we mentioned last you're week... Not, you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> we mentioned last week and on You Know Ball, like, they got like that $26 million like investment or whatever for their company, and then however much later along the line, like, they were $20 million in debt. Right. They had, they had lost about $20 million in value. Um, so it's like, they're not making money, so what makes you think you're going to make money off of doing all this crap? And when we first started talking about this two weeks ago, they were like $0.52 cents a share on the NASDAQ. From everything I was like scrolling through today, they've dropped down to $0.50 cents a share. So they're it's at, like they're, they're, they're at $0.48 cents now. So. so they continue to drop because I feel like now, even more so, some people are starting to realize how stupid this all is. I can only hope that people wake up and realize that because um, it's just bizarre. It's it's bizarre that this is like where we're at with this, and I, I just can't. Be- I can't believe that the Sixers are involved with this company. That's the biggest thing. I, yeah. I can't believe that they they've put themselves in this in this situation. But I guess it's also not surprising. <laughs> the comments we got on uh, the podcast tweet from Trillbro dude are absolutely hilarious too. Uh, right. At Tino underscore saying, are you insane? I feel like I'm at risk getting a Chinese dirt nap for listening to this episode. Let sleeping dogs lie. They made a whole video game about it. It's true. Uh, I think that's 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 a fair. That's that's fair. That's fair to say. Maybe we maybe we should tread lightly. As, uh... <laughs> we all know the traditional big four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet? doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. I just... It makes no sense. And then we got tweeted today, too, uh, at the Underground account, like a video of Home Stoner playing his guitar in somebody's home. So that further proves he, that, like... He is the, the self-proclaimed singing sailor. So, Which further proves that, at least, like, on that front and that part of the web, like, he's allegedly a real person. Yeah, Home Stoner is, I, I think, very much real. I do think he's a real person. What his role is, who knows? But um, yeah, what was that? What was that? Happy news? Yeah, good news or something like that. Um, good for Holmes. It's. I I just don't understand, like you said, how the Sixers got wrapped up in all of this, and just continue to like pretend like nothing's nothing's wrong everything's fine like no clearly more and more people are starting to realize that this partnership you announced is absolutely insane and the fact that like the only recognition of it from the jump was that initial press conference and then since then we've only seen that one uh you know display in the wells fargo center of the branding and everything on the the mini video board thing that they have with all the sponsors. Um, 
and oddly enough against the Rockets is when that first gets starting displayed. I mean, there's been nothing else in terms of, and even like the generic press release tweet from the Sixers was odd. I went back and looked at that, and it was just like, we're super excited to announce our partnership with at ColorStarTech N1, exclamation point. And then it was the, the press release. Like, that seems very weird for, like, just a professional organization to tweet out a new partnership like that where, more likely than not, you're tweeting out some sort of video, you're tweeting, like, graphic, you're not just tweeting the press release with Chris Heck and person of interest B, who is either, you know, Lucas Capetian or <laughs> whoever it may be, Jerome Heaps. Like, it, it just seems, the more and more I went back and looked at that, I was like, okay, we should have red flagged this even more so from the jump. Everything about this. Everything about this is uh, is red flag. I, like their their CEOs. Okay, so here's the thing too, right? If this is a real company, they're supposed to be launching this app at the end of this year. Their CEO Basil Wilson, real person, steps down, and they have a new CEO. There's no communication at all about like when the, when this app is actually supposed to release and be functional. Like if this is a real company, if this is a real business, they're they're doing a very poor job of actually like managing that and and releasing that information to investors and potential like I don't know, like so, so they want people to subscribe and pay for this content. Yeah, like they're they're not releasing anything. Like it's just like it, there's 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 no content actually being released. That's the thing too. It's not like yeah. this is like, I just don't get it. There's nothing. There's like a, a dumb nothing, meaningless clip of David Villa playing soccer, and yeah. that's it. And For like, like a, minute. A, a minute and a half thing of Shaq just talking vaguely. That's it. What like <laughs> how could you how could you possibly buy into that what like what are, what are these people seeing that that i'm not and it's like we know that josh harris david blitzer and to an extent if we want to go by what we figured we uncovered last week with daryl morey and red phoenix entertainment even though they piss us off we kind of figure that they are smarter than this and yet somehow some way Somebody in the Sixers front office was like, this is a good idea, brought it to the attention of, of Harris Blitzer Entertainment, and said, let's ride with this and hope nobody questions it. It's just, it's weird. I Again, I, I can't believe that they're on this non-compliance list. And, uh, That's the biggest red flag now. Sixers, is that. Are, Sixers are just hanging out. Like, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll sign you up. Like, I I don't know how that's even like legally allowed. Me either. I'm not gonna pretend like I know much, but right. I, I I just feel like if that's if a company is trying to partner with my company and they're on that list, I'm probably uh probably not not entertaining that offer. No, like that that has to be something that your your PR people, your marketing people you know, your head of sponsorships and partnerships in an organization for this ownership group 
needs to be looking at and being that would be like you know you and I going into a, a meeting with a sponsor or potential partner. Uh, you know, luckily we don't have any of these lunatic partners like the Sixers do, but that would be like you and I going into a meeting that, you know, Joe Schmo off the street said, oh, you guys should totally like get involved with them. And we just take it at face value and, and go right in and do no research on it. Don't have anybody on the back end researching anything. And then it just snowballs from there because everybody's like, nobody's ever heard of this company. Everybody on that non-compliance list, never heard of them before. None of those companies are even, like, remotely recognizable. They all seem to be, like, weird Ponzi-esque technology companies. And that should have been research point number one. Is, like, if you know they're a, a publicly traded NASDAQ stock, why are you not checking to see the background information of them? Because I'm pretty sure every other Sixers partner, for the most part, I would say, is a... a well-known, trustable company that you see a bunch of other organizations getting involved with. I've seen no other organizations getting involved with Color Star Technology. And obviously the Sixers were the first North American one. But since then, there's been no other, you know, inclination that any other North American sports teams were going to get involved with Color Star. And it's mostly just been individuals outside of the Sixers. It's all a mess, Kyle, and I don't know how our, our Sixers came on here, but we got it. We got it. We got to hit the book still on Collar Star. We got to find out what's up with Homestoner. We got to we got to hit our boy up. We hit him on the email. Uh, maybe maybe we could record a song with Holmes. Maybe that's what I'm interested in now. Now I uh, we got a tweet earlier today uh, in response to to Trill's podcast tweet that said uh, we could basically just hit this guy up here. And it was Homestoner, obviously, uh, with the one tweet that we talked about, uh, you know, involving him with the prospective honorees uh, for the women in the world in Singapore, October 2021, with his phone number and email. Matt, I'm wondering if we should live email Homestoner right now on the podcast. I, I, I have no issue at all with shooting Holmes an email. <laughs> so here we go. We are going to live email Home Stoner Jr. to be politically correct there. Uh, it is just a Gmail account, so. <laughs> if it's still functioning. Yeah, we'll see uh, if it still functions. Um, let's go here. We'll just hide all of that. And let's grab the email address. Let's make the thing podcast appearance inquiry. All right. So we've got the email here. Should we put this up live for the people? <laughs> yes. Let's do this. So everybody knows we're actually doing this. All right. Because we can do this because we have actual technology so here we go to get the whole podcast hosted by steve mcavoy and john mavalia be sure to follow us on twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf 
releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. We are live emailing for the people just listening on the audio, which if you're just doing that, you should watch our Wednesday night shows live. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI is the place to be. So let's see, what businesses that Homestoner is involved in should we list that we want to have him discuss? <laughs> uh, we'd love to talk about his work with Ecodomica. How do we spell Ecodomica? D-O-M-I-K-A. Uh, and Movie Planet. And the Pacific Rim Chamber of Commerce. Here we go. For the people at home, we are, we are officially emailing Homestoner uh, due to myself and Matt stumbling upon a few of Mr. Stoner's social media profiles and find him and his business endeavors quite interesting to our show and our favorite basketball team, the Philadelphia 76ers. We would love to have you on the show to discuss Ecodomica, Movie Planet, and the Pacific Rim Chamber of Commerce. Hope to hear from you soon, Holmes. Hopefully have you on the show. That would be one hell of a way to kick off 2022. Email is sent. Hopefully we don't get doxxed now by uh, the Pacific Rim Chamber of Commerce. And the email went through. I haven't gotten any uh, returns on, you know, this email address is, is fraudulent. So we'll see. We have live emailed Homestoner. Maybe he'll sing a song with us on the podcast like he did in that YouTube video. I would love for the singing sailor to sing for me. Tell you that much. Our singing sailor, Homestoner. Put some respect on his name. Um, I mean, for the most part, Gmail's pretty quick with sending, like, oh, that email is uh, is not active, and I haven't gotten anything back. So apparently no it's an active back. email. That's great. That's a good sign. Uh, so maybe we'll have Homestoner on at some point in the month of January if he responds, unless he blocks our email. Like, uh, they did with defector and the linkedin profile um but yeah color start technology we're gonna continue diving into the because it seems like every week that we come on the podcast new shit comes out on the internet new stuff comes out with defector um i feel like we need to have like a joint round table of us defector the ricky and just go 
meeting of the minds, Scooby do this shit as uh as we try to just uncover all this like nightmare fuel that is Color Star. It's um <laughs> I would love I would love to have that have uh, be, yeah. uh, the Yalta conference of <laughs> of of Color Star. The Philadelphia love Rim that. Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Philadelphia Room Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, outside of uh, the Sixers and Color Star, Joel Embiid named uh, Player of the Month for the Eastern Conference in the month of January or for the month of December, um, and he seems to be the only positive of the Philadelphia 76ers right now, outside of a mini stint of Dan Burke uh, leading the Sixers to a two and zero record in his uh, short lived uh stepping in role as the head coach of the 76ers yeah covid uh covid wreaking havoc yet again depriving us of doc rivers the the best coach in basketball of course um and be wholly deserving of this award he's been fantastic for the month of december and he the problem with the sixers right now is we're very dependent on a bead playing at this mvp level which just is in sustainable practice uh, without Embiid, this team is a lottery team at best. And um, you know, the, the interesting too, is you have this like Tobias subplot unfolding throughout the course of the season yeah. as well, where he seems very in his own head and very aggressive about the booing that he's received. Don't fucking clap, Matt. Don't fucking clap. It's exhausting. Um, listen, man. He has not lived up in any way, shape, or form to a max contract. Nope. And that sucks on many levels. But uh, it's it, it's exhausting. Listen to the discourse yet again about um, a player being upset because they're not fulfilling their potential. And listen, I would love it if Tobias actually played like he has a $180 million contract. That would be very cool. Him and Ben could take some notes together about, about that. But Embiid has been very good. That's the only bright spot for the Sixers is how good Embiid has been. And it really highlights the fact that this team is in just an absolutely terrible position. They're essentially have like dead cap this year with all with all of Ben Simmons' money. because uh, it's not being used in a productive way. You don't have any actual value being produced off that. And this is where they are. <laughs> it's 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 depressing in a way because it at best, this team is like a second-round exit as currently constructed. And Which I don't is par know for the it. course for this organization. Right, but I mean, like, in the past, at least, you felt like, you know, I, I don't want to bring up last season because it still hurt so much, but you really felt like this team, like, should have definitely been in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think it's it was totally reasonable that they could beat the Bucks or the Nets in a seven-game series. I don't think that's crazy to say, um, and that's how we felt at the time. This year, I, I don't see that. I don't see. I don't see how this team makes it out of the second round. I might not even make it out of the first round when you consider seeding. Might not make it out of the playoff. Well, play I in. think we'll. I think we'll make it through the. We, we won't be a play-in team, but I again, you know, if Embiid is out for any any length of time, this team is in such a, a very very bad situation. But I guess the only silver lining is that. Every other team in the NBA is struggling with with COVID and with injury issues, and no one has really been able to. You know, obviously there's teams at the top, of course, but like for the most part, the consistency night to night has not been there with a lot of NBA teams so far this year. And 
that's about it for the Sixers is that you kind of just hope for others to fail around you and and you rise rise above the bubble so to speak but man it's it's a depressing time I would say yeah uh, not fun to watch not at all it, it, I'm at the point right now where like you know you just have to take time off of uh watching the Sixers at this point because it will truly as we said earlier with uh, all the color star stuff it'll melt your brain um I can't, I can't watch them right now. I'll follow along on Twitter. I'll follow along on everything, but everything going on right now, I just, I truly can't sit down and feel good about myself watching a Sixers game with just the current state uh, that this team is in. And of course, things can't just ever be normal with this team because the other night Tom Moore tweeted that he heard rumors that Ben Simmons was in the building the other night. Don't know if that was accurate or not. Uh, you know, engaged Ben, engaged Simmons, ben Simmons and engaged, pal. engaged in a sense of not basketball, but to uh, his lady. Uh, so congrats on the engagement. Um, but like, I I don't understand if, if that was true and Ben was in the building, like, I don't know why um, he seems clearly just like completely not even worrying about his current state in the NBA. Um, but then even more stuff has come out now in, in sense of a Ben Simmons trade, which seems so far-fetched right now at this point, Matt, and it's that the Sacramento Kings are basically saying that no player's off the table in a Ben Simmons trade, which, if that's the case, let's get on the phone with Sacramento right now and, and start talking trade deals. Yeah, that's that's obviously been one of the proposed destinations for Ben Simmons. It would be nice if uh, if we could get a very Kingsy trade in our favor, but yeah, I mean the, the two pieces there, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, two young guards that uh, it's tough, right? Like De'Aaron Fox has had a, a pretty rough year, um, has not obviously shot the ball very well. And it's not like what I would call an upgrade necessarily. It's not someone that necessarily puts you in like a, a more championship window. And Halliburton is, I don't think he's been bad, but I think he was perceived as a very, very talented rookie. And if you don't make like a significant leap above that, then a lot of times you're going to be left behind. And when you have a lot of like second year guys, third year guys making that leap, like John Moran and Desmond Bain on the Grizzlies, right, have been fantastic this year. And so that becomes the benchmark by which every other like young guard is going to be assessed and graded. And if you're not making making those kind of leaps or, or meeting those types of, of like expectations people are people are going to be negative about you but i i am pessimistic about any ben simmons deal getting done um this season and i i think it could be a huge error by dara mori i don't want to judge it before it has or has not been done but i think you're playing a very dangerous game waiting uh when <laughs> It's not like this team has the brightest of futures. Like the Sixers are in win now mode, like it or not. And you have to tread lightly here. You have to, you really, you really do. You have to, every decision has to be made with now in mind. Right. And with winning now in mind. And I, I don't know that waiting on Ben Simmons is like necessarily like the win now move. But I, I, I also don't, as soon as draft night passed, 
as soon as free agency passed, whatever your odds were of trading Ben Simmons went down to virtually zero. Correct. And now that you you at least have the you've passed the December fifteenth date where those contracts signed in the summer can actually be traded now, like you at least have more wiggle room. But man, like once you got through draft night, I I was very very pessimistic on the idea of Ben Simmons being moved because draft night is the night where teams are obviously making evaluations about themselves mm-hmm. and are willing to you know gamble probably a little bit more than they they typically would, right? Like they're willing to to move on from guys. Uh, move contracts around or you know they 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 don't have like assigned contracts to the future quite just yet like they're willing to take bets and if you get through that night without without making that deal then i i don't know where you go from there so for ben simmons i i just i don't see what the future is for him and i have to feel that whatever the outcome daryl Morey has to pray that it, it works out because i do think his tenure fair or not will be judged entirely on the resolution of the Ben Simmons. And I know that this is, that's not like a <laughs> groundbreaking sentence I'm saying, but I mean, it really will. Like it won't matter that I think on, on the whole, he's made pretty smart moves for the Sixers. I think pretty much from day one made things that we all like, you know, obviously getting Seth Curry, getting Al Horford out of the building, like it's all good moves. Uh, none of it will matter if this current train that he's facing down doesn't uh doesn't end well because that's that's ultimately going to be what decides the Sixers future right and I mean the the overarching thing is you know who who wants to hitch their horses to Ben Simmons and we're going to make this segment Ben Simmons trade rumors powered by our friends at pickup you guys can go to playpickup.com now start building your fan profiles you make Make your picks to earn pickup points redeemable for prizes from a plethora of different outlets. Uh, build up your profiles, cash them in for points. Go to playpickup.com. Uh, Matt, the the question here that we have is, uh, you know, from our friends at Pickup, who trades for Ben Simmons? They have a number of teams out there that could potentially make a deal for the former number one overall pick. Um, the options are the Blazers, the Wolves, the Kings, the Warriors, the Cavs, the Sixers won't trade him or other. Top bins, top tier commentary, top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes, like, 45 minutes, and we're at, like, Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. 
Read me the list again. It is the Trailblazers, the Timberwolves, Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Sixers will not trade him or other. I I don't know that he's traded this season. I really don't. I I don't think he is, and I don't know that that's the Sixers' choice. But I I would be shocked at this point to see a Ben Simmons trade. I really would. I I I don't know. It's so hard to imagine a scenario in which he in which he's gone, and it's it's a good deal. I trying to assess his value is like just an impossible task. Yep. Because what is his value right now i mean it's like it's nothing it's it's made up he is the color star of the nba he is simply exists on paper at the moment yeah the biggest value he has is his engagement ring that he bought right uh apparently his his fiance is moving to america to live with him in in more which is also very odd because isn't his house up for sale right the the house that keith pompey was very eager to tell us that his sources told him, his sources being Zillow.com, uh, told him that his house is up for sale. So. It is just... Talking about the Sixers is exhausting, man. Yeah. I'll say that much. Thinking sh- thinking about this team like limping into the playoffs and just getting like smacked by the Bucks in the first round just hurts. Imagine yeah. like having like you 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 fight and claw end up like the six seed and you got to play the nets first round you just get bounced not a good that spot would, that would be that's par for the course for this team tell you daryl better hope this this uh this crypto group of his works out and he has he has another source of income because i don't know that he has a future with the sixers if if this does not go well might be having the sixers play in the metaverse playoffs it's like the nit of the ncaa tournament can't wait can't wait to watch uh Ben Simmons virtually pass up a, a dunk against the Monstars. Um, I'm going to virtually end myself. <laughs> uh, Matt, let's talk about the one team that's actually having some success in Philadelphia, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles that are playoff bound. Looking, looking back at where we were after that Raiders game, going into you know you and Sarah's wedding weekend game against the Lions, where a lot of people were like, they should just tank this game because they stink. They, they're going nowhere. Nick Sirianni talking about, you know, fertilizer and, and flowers and, and building the garden. Eagles are 7-1 and one since he, he had that press conference. So, sure, are you playing against lesser opponents in this second half of the schedule? Who cares? You beat up on the opponents you're supposed to beat, and you, you punch your ticket play to the playoffs. scheduled against you. Exactly. It's not, it's, not, it's not your fault that your division sucks. You know, you can't control that. <laughs> Uh, is what it is. No one said shit about the Patriots for the last right. 15 years, having the Jets and the Dolphins and the Bills who were to bad all for smack a long up time. All. Like that was a guaranteed like at least seven wins a year. He's <laughs> like out of your division. Like, come on. They uh, the Eagles are going to the playoffs, and I've been saying for a month now, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs, and people initially thought I was crazy. But now you look at where the Bucks are. Chris Godwin is out for the season. You don't know if Leonard Fournette's going to play in the first round. Antonio Brown had one of the most electric and wild exits of a football game we've ever seen in NFL history. 
and the Bucks I are just hazard to say the most, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're actually underselling a little bit. He ripped his pads off and danced down the sideline onto the field in the middle of the game. Yeah. And was like pumping up the crowd in the the end zone and left the arena. In the opponent's stadium, mind you. In the opponent's stadium. And then released a rap song immediately. Released a rap after. song, got picked up by like the most famous like driver in New York City who cut like a right. promo with Antonio Brown in his car. Then he's courtside at the Nets game. Um I mean the Bucks are in a mess right now. And the Eagles, for all intents and purposes on the field wise, almost beat the Bucks in October on a short week. Lost by six points to the Buccaneers. I'm just saying, you know, who wouldn't love a nice little mid-slate game of NFL playoffs on the Nickelodeon broadcast, Tom Brady against the Eagles, with the Eagles having a chance as a franchise to go above 500 all-time against Tom Brady in the postseason. I don't know that many people can even say that. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I am... I don't want to say skeptical of the Eagles, but I think that there is... I think it's... A fantastic story yes and i think when you we we reflect on especially like starting the season we went through the whole schedule and i want to say that we at least i had them for like six and eleven yep i think that's where we both had them they have achieved beyond that and when you consider the the dead cap situation they have this year when you consider like the the turnover issue like in terms of, of personnel I think it's it's considered a success, right? If if you make the playoffs and you still have uh, good draft capital to to count on, um, you obviously hoping for the Colts to get bounced, like you know, like a uh, better situation now that the the Dolphins aren't making the playoffs, right? But yeah, it's 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 a remarkable season in terms of like what you were able to accomplish and the fact that Jalen Hurts. I think you're comfortable at least like rolling with him for another season. Not sh- I'm not. I don't know that anyone's sold on him as like the future, but I don't know that you have to be like super aggressive either this offseason. You certainly can. You can certainly poke around for Russell Wilson and uh, DW from Houston, but which would be a mistake, of course. Hundred percent. I I'm looking forward to the Eagles in the playoffs. It's fun. It's it'll be even more fun if they get like the Cowboys. It'll be like. If they go up against the Bucks, that'd be entertaining as well. The thing that should be said is the NFC is wide open. Yes. I don't think there's a single great unflawed team in the NFC. Uh, the Packers are scary. They're probably, I mean, they are the number one seed, of course. Like, so it's it's only right to say that they're they're probably the most threatening. But um, yeah, the Bucks are obviously limping literally into the playoffs with the amount of injuries that they have, and now Antonio Brown is not going to be with the team. Of course, it seems uh, Ronald Jones got hurt. Leonard Fournette is, is probably back for the playoffs, but even still, like, you're missing Chris Godwin, of course. Like, I just think that's that's a tough position to find yourself in. They've had defensive injuries all year, which is why their, their defense hasn't been as great as it was. Uh, they don't stop the run at the rate that they did. The Cowboys have obvious flaws as well. Uh, they're like a boomer bust defense. They, they can obviously make the big flashy plays, but it's not like they're this, like, shutdown team. And I think they've looked really clunky on offense at times. Like, there's been – you can see, like – three different versions of the Cowboys within one game even. And the Cardinals have flaws. I don't think they're a very well-coached team. It's very much Kyler Murray, just make it happen. 
And, you know, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins until a potential NFC championship game, if, if they make it to the point. The Rams, Matt Stafford looks awful. Uh, I, I don't know what's happened to him, uh, but that's that's a huge worry. Like, every team in the NFC playoffs is not like, wow, like, this team is just amazing. I, I don't know who beats them. Like, I think I think a lot of those teams are, are – are beatable that you don't obviously want to go to green Bay. <laughs> like That's not ideal. And it's a huge advantage to, to have the road run through Lambo. But I, uh, I, I, if you're being optimistic, if you're just, if you're just indulging in like the Eagles hype, you can certainly sell yourself very easily on their chances in the playoffs this year. hundred percent. And like you said, I mean, all the teams, even if the Eagles end up as the seventh seed, the sixth seed at that point would be the 49ers. But then if the Eagles get the sixth seed, they play the Bucks, uh, and then the seventh seed's either the Saints or the 49ers. Like that's another those are two beatable teams, especially in the state that Jimmy Garoppolo is in right now. You don't know how Trey Lance, you know, handles the playoff spotlight if he's starting a game against the Rams or against the Bucks or the Cowboys or the Cardinals. So this NFC playoff is gonna be one that is just, you know, whoever's last man standing pretty much it's like whoever can go out there and execute almost flawlessly will be moving on to each round of the you know coinciding rounds of the playoffs but I think for the Eagles for them to one finish above 500 with how things started this year going two and five only nine other teams who started two and five in NFL history made the playoffs so congrats to the Eagles for being the 10th uh, and just kind of seeing how this team is like rallied around each other and they go out and play with each other for each other. Um, Jalen Hurts showing that that confidence in himself to tweet out about the Washington football team stadium after the guardrail falls down and almost like collapses on him with real human bodies. Um, like, I mean, I, it, I find it difficult for anybody to really be down on the Eagles right now in a sense of like, they're going to the playoffs and whatever happens, happens. That's that's the thing with the NFL too. You, you just want like a playoff game. It's so different than every other sport because things change so dramatically year to year. Look at the Bengals, right, and, and where they were last year. Part of that is, of course, of Joe Burrow's injury. But now, you know, lock up the division, and it's it's a complete turnaround. Like you, it's not like other sports where you need to have like maybe a year where uh, playoffs maybe aren't the best position for us. Let's let's take a higher pick. Like the NFL is like the parody is, is on a different level in terms of, of how you can change year to year and improve. And you also, it's cliche, but you want to breed that winning culture. You want to be a team that is perennially in the playoffs. Like that has like at least an opportunity that wins a playoff game. Like that's, that is important. I, I don't care what anyone says. Like being involved in that is, is huge for the NFL. Like you, you want to build that presence and it's important for the fan base too. <laughs> like it's important to have have those games to have those moments like and you're going to feel like a playoff atmosphere this weekend too like it's that's going to be a a, a a good like warm-up yeah. i think for both teams really like cowboys have not i would say performed well in like national games uh which is ironic of course because the one that they really did was against the eagles <laughs> on uh on monday night football earlier in the season where they just absolutely stomped them but um and that was actually, I believe, this this start of uh, the the run bullying. I, th- I think that was where a lot of this stemmed from, where people were like, "Why are we not running the ball more?" And it's turned into this uh, this movement <laughs> within the Eagles Eagles fan base. But I'm looking forward to seeing them in the playoffs. Um, 
And again, you get to the playoffs and anything can happen. Cliche, of course, but it's true. It, exactly. It's a cliche. Cliches are cliches because they have truth to them because they've happened a lot before. So much so that they become a cultural touchstone. Touchstone. <laughs> See the 2017 I don't know what season. Is. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, you, you know. never know. What was it? The, the Giants, you know, their Super yeah. Bowl game with like the fucking worst teams ever. <laughs> like the worst. Like they snuck into the playoffs. Both times. They went like nine and seven both times. Right. And just go six seeds. Like, just get in and see what happens. I mean, I in think... a year where I, I don't feel super strong. At the, like, there's no even the Chiefs have not. Now they've looked a lot better in like the last like month and a half now. But you know, there's a period in the middle of the season where the Chiefs did not look like anything close to what we've come to expect from them. They've turned it around for sure. But you know, in, in years past, the Chiefs went in the playoffs. You're like, well, it's Chiefs and whoever out of the NFC, right? Right, and like. Coming into this year, you thought like probably Chiefs Bucks again, but not a guarantee. I would say on any given week, anyone can beat anyone. And that is not always common in the NFL. Like normally there is like a team that really seems to rise above everyone else. You can tell me any combination of these playoff teams are in the Super Bowl, and I think it's plausible. I, I really do. I think the NFC especially so. The NFC, I think, is anyone can make it. Really, I really do believe anyone could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. And I just find it hilarious, too, that both the Colts and the Eagles could finish with the same record, same seeding in their respective conference this year after everything that happened with Carson Wentz, Frank Reich, now the coach of the Colts, obviously, Nick Sirianni coming from the Colts to the Eagles. A lot of parallels there, and they could finish in the same exact spot uh, this season for both teams. So not much has changed in terms of record-wise for those teams um but i feel like just like positive energy and and the vibe around the eagles compared to you know 2019 and 2020 is a lot different this year as the season's gone on maybe that's nick sirianni magic baby maybe that's what it is maybe when we're all ragging on him for planting seeds we should have been a little kinder you know Exactly. Maybe that's maybe that's our lesson that we learned in 2021 that we can bring with us into 2022. So let's uh, let's enjoy a new year with some Eagles football Saturday night. Saturday is going to be the place to be. Uh, is, is Philadelphia, man? Saturday night, 8:15. The Eagles end the night, uh, but the Philadelphia Wings play at noon at the Wells Fargo Center. The Flyers, as of now, as the whole team is pretty much in COVID protocol. Uh, play at 7 o'clock at the Wells Fargo Center, and then the Eagles, the nightcap on ESPN against the Cowboys, which could be the battle of Cooper Rush versus Gardner Minshew because this game is effectively meaningless for the most part for both teams. So just rest up, get ready for the playoffs, and uh, hopefully we'll see the Bucks on maybe the Nickelodeon broadcast. Uh, we'll get to slime Tom Brady and, uh, you know, Boston Scott wins the Nickelodeon valuable player. I don't know that slime is part of the TV 12 program. I don't know that he'll sign up for that. So. It's not part we'll of the regiment. <laughs> no. uh, be sure to follow us on social media at underground PHI as we continue to dive into this color star technology nonsense as it continues to unfold. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. New article up there from a reintroduced member of the team, Mikey Ostrowski, up there now for all you fantasy football heads who are just absolute sickos and fantasy football season's over, but you need more. Mikey's got you covered. And all of our articles up at undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. 
And of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know how you feel about Volume 3 of Color Star Chronicles, where this could potentially lead for the Sixers, how you feel about the Eagles going to the playoffs, and anything else in between. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too, and we know they are much higher than Color Star Technologies, which is five stars. And, of course, uh, leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Blow up our Spotify ratings as they now allow podcast ratings. Five stars on Spotify. And you can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com, use promo code USP, you get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Stateside, Urban Craft Vodka, get the Surfside Iced Teas locked and loaded for this playoff scenario for the Eagles for Saturday and going into the postseason, StatesideVodka.com. And of course, you got to be 21 or older to purchase, and please drink responsibly. And Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And, of course, it's the biggest event and the biggest stage of the year so far. Steven Schneider coming up on Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI as he plays in the 2022 Tournament of Champions coming up right here on Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. But this is big. Go, Steve! Let's go, Steve. Bring it home. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 392. For Matt, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.